This is the Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. Hosted by Christian Blatt, his trusty co-host Will Sterling, Jeff Duray. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. Here's Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blattcast, a special Earth Day Blattcast, a welcome to Earth day podcast i don't even know if i can make that joke anymore but we'll talk about that and more i am christian blatt down in the center square jim j bullock but also known as jeff deray hello jeff how are you sir i hate that spider-man mass <laughs> menace <laughs> wrong wrong j but uh close enough it would be more like you know what i can't do the jim j bullock voice it's 2022 and of course <laughs> will sterling what about underscore. detective bullock from batman uh well you know? yeah from uh yeah well as played by donald Logue yeah. on uh gotham one of the aspects of that show i did not have a problem with was that was yeah him as detective bullock um anyway uh for our visual listeners you see that i've uh, blessed you with a graphic that i created that i was actually really uh happy with <laughs> there are these websites you can go to and you can create a graphic and they want you to like you know donate or something and i was like no fuck that this is just for a joke <laughs> um so uh i i created a graphic for blackcast plus and uh, you can see our slogan is what's another $9 a month. And I think that'll be the thumbnail for this episode. I like it. Uh, because uh, clearly this is the time America and the world are saying, you know what we need? More streaming, please. We don't spend enough on streaming. We need another uh, streaming service. So uh, obviously I think that the one that makes the most sense would be Black Cast Plus. Of course. And uh, God bless Dominicus Saxon already. He he immediately said, uh, just take my money. And he <laughs> had a gif of, uh, I forget now who it was. Somebody was throwing money. Our friend Mark Hunt, uh, he commented that he wanted to know if there was a lesser tier that had ads. And I explained that I think that people who would get ads interrupting the black cast would actually have a far superior experience. They'd be getting a break from us and they'd be getting you know some highly well-produced advertisements so that's actually a higher tier the advertising supported tier of black cap cast plus is 23 dollars a month but i think you know look it's it's just as much as six cups of coffee it's really not that expensive if you think about it (laughs) um but uh yeah i you know when you you hear about it you hear that uh you know this was this isn't like big major news but it's interesting news from the media here that uh netflix shares are down and somebody told me that netflix is up to 17 dollars a month and i'm like you know what i think that was a joke no i think it was a joke but i i auto renew so i actually don't know it could be 17 20 bucks a month for the 4k subscription okay but i don't have that it's 20 dollars a month yep i I mean pay for all that shit they made i don't yeah but i don't think that they offer twenty dollars a month worth of content you know? I mean, they do technically. If you think this about is, that's one movie ticket, the amount of yeah, shit you can fair. watch on what Netflix, say, it's no. like always a steal. Yeah, this yeah. is this is surely based on my opinion of things on Netflix at this point. But I feel like their share price dropped so low because of the password sharing thing as their reason for why they've lost subscribers. It's like, no, your content has been shit. Like yeah. you, you do the spaghetti on the wall for content. Most of it does not stick. You don't renew the ones that do, 
and then you're like goddamn password sharing like it just <laughs> makes them look like an old man on the lawn with the broom like not understanding the problem and it yeah, just makes them look spend... like the next blockbuster like if they can't figure their shit out they're gonna go bye-bye don't spend a hundred million dollars on a fucking horrible adaptation of cowboy bebop and then cancel it immediately after you guys could have i could have told you you could have saved a bunch of money i would have watched a, like a template and been like this is not it you guys Maybe I like what you're doing here, but uh, I don't know if this is uh, this is. I feel like the the guy could save Netflix a lot of money. The guy, in the, the guy, room. yeah, the guy in the room. Yeah, think about the movies that they have spent over a hundred million dollars on, like the Red Notice one, whatever, with right. like The Rock and those guys. It was a terrible movie. That should not have been more than a one dollar passion project movie. Like that was a shit movie. How are you spending a hundred million and not getting results? Like clearly somewhere in there you're actually just bribing or something like is not the money's not getting spent on the production. And that's yeah. clearly the problem. Well, going over from the Netflix website, uh, there is a basic nine 99 where you can watch it on one screen at the same time. And you can have downloads on one tablet. I think a, a single person that maybe doesn't have any friends that want to share with them, uh, <laughs> that nine 99 seems like it works. Um, I feel like I want the 1549 tier but i bet i have the 1999 so the 1549 is that you can watch two screens at the same time that definitely happens number of phones or tablets you can have downloads on uh, who do, do you guys download from netflix a lot i did once before no. the flight that that lasted 45 minutes before i had to drive home uh, uh I, I tried to download some stuff from uh from netflix I but have one I've generally i don't like because if you oh, go okay. to mexico yeah. they'll have different stuff on there so sometimes if there's something i wanted to watch or if i'm thinking i might get stuck at an airport i'll download some stuff but also when you were in mexico you downloaded 40 seasons of sabi del gigante i, mm. I would understand if, if if you made that decision see si, esta fuego <laughs> <laughs> Story muy fuego. Uh, and then, yeah, the premium is what Jeff was talking about $20. I mean, look, when you compare what other streaming sites cost, I mean, for God's sakes, HBO Max just gave you a movie that was in the theater only 45 days ago. It gave you the Batman movie. If you were able to wait for a month and a half, you got it. That That's what Will's saying. It's like to go see the Batman in the movie theater was $20. So HBO Max isn't $20 a month. And we'll yeah, see. I don't think Netflix delivers the kind of content. And it's not like the password sharing is new. Yeah. You know, like to what Jeff was saying. I think that it's like they're just using it as an excuse now. And I mean, I'm surprised. I've used the the MLB.tv with multiple friends. I don't know. I mean, but like having the the Sirius XM app if i'm signed in on it and my wife tries to use it on the alexa upstairs it immediately tells me someone else is trying to listen do you want to keep listening and i'm like yes i do they can find something else to listen to this is my account <laughs> that i spent $500 on in 2005 and uh have never given them another penny since oh yeah so yeah i'm squeezing every drop out of that but in any <laughs> case i uh so like it clearly you can do it and I, I mean, it's like if a Netflix account isn't logged in on two devices using the same Wi-Fi, then you probably shouldn't let them. You know, I mean, if, if it's really that much of a problem, make it harder for people to share. Uh, we 
we share a number of streaming apps with uh, my uh, my sister-in-law and my my wife's parents uh, you know like we pay for some they pay for others we pay for most of them but you know her sister pays for hulu so there's that oh. <laughs> so that i could see will sterling as the sheriff of nottingham oh yeah um, and uh, Corby, award-winning role. By the our way. pal Corby Pyatt, uh, uh, God bless you, Corby. I only download episodes of the Blackcast. I don't watch them, but I download them. And honestly, that is really what you should be doing. And Corby, did you pop in late? Do you need to have me give you the hard sell and welcome you to Blackcast Plus, where we ask what's another nine dollars a month? Uh, by the way, I don't think I've explained the Blackcast Plus doesn't really offer any uh, additional content. It's uh, actually just the same show, but you're going to pay for it. Uh, and no so. subs- no password sharing. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, no pa- or you're password. Banned. Password sharing. Uh, I will come to your house and take back the Blackcast T-shirt, um, which uh, Dominica Saxon is still trying to get the pa- the T-shirt from the guy who said he would give it back. Oh, yeah. Uh, so clearly that guy is not giving it back. Uh, you know, I think that uh, guy just wanted us to focus it on ribs. Yeah. Well, I think you that's know, true. I have no way to talk too much. Dominica Saxon, they, they let my account get hacked three times in the past year, once more, and I'm out. And Corby says, I've been paying Jason Blair $10 a month since last year for the Black Cast. That sounds oh. like uh, the kind of deal that uh, he would write. Jason Blair is much too busy for us right now. The lawyering has uh, has really taken over. Uh, his life and i don't know oh and and facebook user who did not uh, verify who they are look at that that's mystery <laughs> facebook user how yeah, about we it. focus it on ribs yeah i, I keep i keep trying to name my podcast dry rub and it keeps getting flagged for some <laughs> reason <laughs> um i don't know i i'm trying to think of what i've watched on netflix uh i mean i didn't i didn't finish squid game not because i didn't like it but because people stopped talking about it yeah, that's the thing. I won't even start. I haven't even started ten thousand shows yeah. because as soon as they come, they go. Ooh, something. So there's something there. There is something. Come, there. they go, Christian. That's not the first. But time. you know, no. you know what I do think people should binge. History rated R, which hey. is a great podcast that can be yes. found uh, wherever podcasts are found. Right? Well, yeah, anywhere, anywhere, even on the street. Anywhere. I'm selling mix mix CDs, mixtapes. You you can look podcast. Look, yeah, look for Will walking around uh, the streets. I'll be like, hey, it's free, but then I'll hound you aggressively for five to fifteen dollars. I exclusively uh, press all his podcasts on vinyl so that I can listen to him (laughs) as the artist intended. Yeah, exactly. I was talking to sound quality. Uh, my friend Tom Kelly, who's been a guest on this show before, he's uh, in town, and I believe he'll be on the Blackcast next week. Because if you come and visit me, uh, uh, you immediately—it's—it's it, it's like jury duty. You're going to have to uh, take a turn at some point on being on the show. But he was the first person I knew that ever had a podcast. He is the person that explained what the word podcast was, where I understood what it was. But the way that I used to have to listen to it, I would download it to my laptop. And then burn it on a CD and listen to it in the car when I was driving around. And I'm like, I think I still have some of those CDs. The first show that he did was called This Show Again. And it's like, yeah, but you were like one of the first podcasts. We're talking like 2004, you know? And I know that not, that it's not like nobody had podcasts at that point, but it's- Adam Carolla uh, and four other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so- uh, Oh no, Farad Muhammad has been uh, delegated to Facebook user. Oh no. Uh, it's friend of multiple shows, Farad Muhammad. You have to, uh, there's something you have to click on. 
uh, because I've had that happen when I've posted comments in the, the Geekscape live chat and uh, it just comes up as Facebook user. There's some way you have to identify yourself. You have to authorize StreamYard to next, use it. Next time we do an episode, we should put all of our handles on the screen here as just Facebook user. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what happened. Facebook. <laughs> book face. Book face. But yeah, I, I mean, I put stuff on like my kids watching Captain Underpants right now, which nice. is actually a kid's show. It's not what it sounds like. <laughs> Sponsored yeah. by Driver. We know what it is. It's like, it's like, hey, hey, did didn't somebody have an uncle that used to call himself Captain Underpants? I'm not talking about anything like that. All right. Oh. It's uh, a it's a it's a, a series of uh, of kids books. Uh, and uh, my kid loves reading. And I'm excited about that. This guy, Dave Pilkey, who did Captain Underpants, he has a, a series of books called Dogman. And uh, the, the big one around my son's school, my 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 kid's like the pusher. He's gotten everybody hooked on oh. this thing called Cat Kid Comic Club. And okay. they're basically like comic books. They're just, you know, they're sort of like this. There, it's not. It's not. He's not reading the uh, the history of Kiss without makeup. Oh. But it's like, you know, the books are like this, but they're like, you know, paneled drawing like comic books. And you know, he he read like on on Easter, he read like a two hundred page book in I don't know, like uh, an hour or two. I don't even know how long it actually took him. But so he's six, and I'm like, great, because I think I started reading actual comics when I was seven. You know, but that always made uh, me feel good as a kid. If I like, I was like, I just read fucking 200 pages in a day. I was like, I'm a, I'm amazing. Yeah. It's I mean, they're exactly. good for their, their morale. Yeah. And by the way, Dominica Sachs with an important point. History rated R is one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Uh, and by one of you mean it, it's at the very least second to the blackout. <laughs> if you want to put motivation report ahead of it, that's fine. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, the Jeff cast, if you remember Jeff, we haven't talked about it in a while, but you've been working for, about 10 years on the one episode that you're going to post. And uh, mm -hmm. I just what, was wondering how the progress is on that. It's um, I do it like most governmental business. I'm saving it for <laughs> after well, it's due. You should do it like the Wu-Tang album that, ah, that, uh, yes. that the pharma bro bought. And who then would, I think it, who it got would buy my thing. From... Who here has so few scruples that they would pay me money to hear things I have to say. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I mean, Will and I, we, honestly, I'm going to, I'm not going to, Will and I will go in on it together. We'll share yeah. it with each other. But like the Wu-Tang album, you can buy that Wu-Tang album and then you can disseminate it however you want. Uh, so uh, Corby wishes that he was known as Facebook user. Then he could say what he really wants to say, which I, I think that the, there's no reason to be rude to us. And Corby doesn't like Dogman, but his son does. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're for kids. I, I think it's all right. He also has Calvin and Hobbes, which in retrospect has introduced several topics before I was really ready. Um, I mean, I loved Calvin and Hobbes, but uh, I, I, I don't know. The uh, the Garfield collections were the big the big books for me. My Fat wife, uh, very similar. Yeah, uh, I remember his like 10th book. And I, we once went to a yard sale and they had like the first three guard Garfield books. And I think I bought each of them for like a quarter. Nice. And I was like so excited that I was just, like hundreds of pages of Garfield. And and I was just like, who knew that one day this cat would be Spider-Man? <laughs> wow. My because... teacher in second grade let me do a book report on the Calvin and Hobbes collection. It really? was called Revenge of the Babysitter. I don't know where that stands now because they've been collected 10 million times at yeah. this point. But I was like, can I do a book report on this? And she was like, sure. So 
we budding, we, budding comic book enthusiasts. When I was so. in middle school, we used to have at the end of the day what they called uh it sounds very communist now when you think about it, was SSR. It sounds like it was like you know Hitler youth training, but it was sustained <laughs> sustained silent reading. Uh that's and, right. I forgot about sustained yeah, silent and, reading. And yeah. sustained silent reading, the, we weren't allowed to read comic books because the idea was that you would be reading comic books anyway. And I was just like, look, I'm just gonna read the same dumb like I, I read it. I never liked fantasy, but there was like a parody fantasy series uh, called Myth Adventures. And all the titles had, uh, you know, were puns with the word like Myth Adventures and things like that. And I, so I'm like, I'm like, I think I probably got a lot more out of comic books than I did in reading these Myth Adventures books. And, and the, the, uh, t- the, the novelizations of the TV series V, you know, I'm like, look, <laughs> I'm going to read all this stuff, but it's, it's garbage, you know. But that's how you uh, got into the lizard people. Yeah. Let me tell you about the lizard people. They're the bosses. <laughs> Who's uh, now filed for bankruptcy. Those lizard people got him. They got him. Lizard people got him. And Farad they Muhammad, the reason why it's good that Farad Muhammad switched to YouTube is look at that picture. I mean, I I wish I photographed as well as Farad Muhammad. Um <laughs> oh, this is funny. Uh, I didn't realize that the show was captioned. I forgot that when I do it live. So uh, Corby Pyatt says, when you said Hitler, the captions said Hillary. Coincidence. I I, I said this on Twitter earlier today. I, if I learned anything from the film Pulp Fiction, well, one, it's the kind of storage that Quentin Tarantino does not do. Uh, but then the number two thing that I learned is, uh, yeah, I don't even have an opinion. I don't have an opinion on anything. I just, I just made a very mild observation on Twitter this morning and, uh, somebody called me a straw man for, uh, making an easy argument. A straw I, man. I, I had you to look were, that up. Wait, you are a straw man or you're making a straw man argument? Because uh, I think he was saying that. I think he's man. saying, sir, that you have no brain if you're the. Scarecrow. If I only had a brain, uh, yeah, I, I know. And uh, straw man, yeah. Uh, hey, Will, where's the uh, the history rated R episode about Wizard of Oz? Do I need to drive down there and make you and Craig do that? <laughs> I asked Craig, I was like, Do you know the stories? Like, oh, yeah, but then we've gotten sidetracked by a bunch of random things. You were like... covering an era of American history where that was relevant, uh, recently. That's like after Teddy Roosevelt. The thing about that is that we had pre recorded. I know every single episode about presidents since before we launched. And so it kind of just has become a little bit of a mess, but we can always detour and do it. Look, I'll, I'll drive down to, to your neck of the woods. As long as, as long as Craig makes me some risotto, I hear about it every week and I'm just like enough already, (laughs) you know, I'll drink whatever cocktail you guys want. You guys want to make this is easily doable. All right. Perfect. And uh, but uh, Will, you're going to be uh, you're going to be heading east very yes, soon. Yes, I will you? be. Me and Jeff will be almost neighbors for like two months to almost two months. Yeah. And Ken, and, and Ken, we all got together a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to ask ago. you guys about that. I, I yeah. have a picture of it somewhere that I'll look for that uh, that I'll share. But uh, so the the time that you guys got together previously, it was just you and Jeff and Will. I don't know. You had deal. some bad ribs, I guess. The dry rub it wasn't sitting well. before that because I it really just ruined the day. So we got a much better do over. We got to meet up in in Boston after Casey and I got some tattoos. We got some ink, and then we met in what Boston kind of ink for did drinks. You get? I just got her. I got her signature. Oh, I don't know if you can see it in this shitty I can light. See it. Yeah, and she got my name and then a date, which is like our little anniversary date. Anyway, um, how about on the other arm, uh, Paul McGann's signature? 
That's gonna go there for sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. and then your signature like just below it. I got a good. I got a good signature. My signature would look good as a tattoo. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, I should get your signature," and I was like, "Do not do that. Don't do it." <laughs> my signature is fucking horrible, and my handwriting is dog shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then we we had some drinks. Where were we at? The Bell in Hand, I think, first, and then we so moved cool. over to Quincy Market, and we hung out for a little while, and then nice. We Do made you, plans. Uh, We're gonna go to Fenway hopefully when I'm out there. I would love to love to see a Red Sox game. That's yeah, it's fun. fun to yeah. I mean, it's uh you know, it's a very different experience. I was texting Will about this. He had mentioned that you guys might go to Fenway. And it's like you can compare it to Wrigley Field. There are different experiences, but they're the only ones that are that old and at least feel, you know, similar in that way. But uh yeah, I mean it's fun. It's like you know, you kind of want to go when the Red Sox aren't doing as well because then the tickets are cheaper. You know, if you're not a fan of the team, uh, that that's really the time to go. You know, hopefully they're not playing the Yankees when you're looking to go. If they're yeah. playing the Reds, then you're or, not going to get tickets no matter what. Yeah, well, yeah, but you can. I mean, you can get tickets. It, well, you know, they're what you pay for them. Yeah, in the aftermarket, saying, it if it's like an if it's an interleague series against the Rockies, you're going to spend lots of money. You know, yeah. and and yeah, so. Um, in any case, uh, <clears throat> that'll be fun. Yeah, I'll, I will actually be uh, not that far. Uh, I'll be heading east, but not north. Mm. So uh, I will be uh, spending some time in, in, in New York for a couple weeks. Mike, that's the trip that I tried to take in January. So right. you, can, uh, you can go back a number of black casts if you want to want to hear about how that didn't happen. Um I uh, I can't find the picture you sent me of of uh, you guys all together, Will. But, really? Uh, yeah. Well, I, it, it's in a text message, but I think that because my phone is so full, that uh, I have to I have to like re-download all of the images in in my text folder, and uh, that's well, it's very complicated. Yeah, there, there you go. go. <laughs> Hold it up here. Wait, wait, wait. I know how to do yeah. this. Hold on. Hold on. Will's got it there. And, uh, and, and will just, uh, just resend it to me. And then okay. that way, uh, I, I'll find it easier. Hey, will, how does it feel to be in the big screen? By the way, look at the, look <sighs> how handsome will is. I was born for the big screen. I have an important announcement to make. Okay. I need to get more coffee. I'm going to be gone for 15 seconds. Okay. Well then you don't get the big screen anymore. So, uh, I mean, I, I think it's only fair, right? There you go. Hey. Yeah. And, and Jeff, we're doing this at a time where it's not going to get dark in that room as the podcast goes along. I know. Right. Look it's, at that uh, sunshine. It looks like a wicked good day there in Massachusetts. Wicked nice out. It's wicked blue skies. It's a good time to head down to Bach Toyota. Head on down to Bach Toyota on Route 1 on the Auto Mile, right near Newberry Comics, where you can buy comics and also records. We should take a trip to Bach Toyota while I'm there. I just want to see it for myself. I think I drive, if you guys go to Bach Toyota, I might have to drive up from New York. <laughs> there's I think there's part of me that would want to drive up to go Bach. to Fenway with you guys, but man, to go to Bach Toyota is actually worth oh, the, imagine. Like the, the the eight hour round trip from Brooklyn. <laughs> I just think it'd be hilarious. I wonder, like, I'm sure it's just us, but I, I hope that there's just like they often have tourists like I've heard of this place. Yeah, Bach probably Toyota. Please, will you do the commercial for me, well, sir? When we first talked about it, we we talked about like local car dealerships, and it's like it's like if you drive by Toyota of Orange in California, oh, because yeah, you know it's like I could have got a lemon, you right. know, but you won't get a lemon at Toyota of Orange. 
and everybody has like the the local commercials and all of that. Masa you know? Nissan in San Diego. That's my jam. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I I looked that up. I, yeah. Have we talked about that before? We did. We did. We talked about all of these on an episode, and I found uh, commercials that had that jingle. I yeah. found a Bach Toyota commercial. I put at the end of an episode. I don't know how long ago it was. What about Bernie and Phil's? It's a furniture store. We were passing it the other day, uh, Natasha and I, and I sang her the jingle. She's like, I don't know that one. So. Bernie and Phil's quality, comfort, and price. That's nice. <laughs> but that's because she didn't she didn't grow up out there. And I think that you know, we're in the age of like local commercials, you're not gonna see as much as you used to. And it's like, you know, if you watch live sporting of any kind, that's where you tend to see a lot of that stuff. And uh a lot of the sports that I watch, I watch like baseball on the mlb app so i don't get the commercials you know there are like specific commercials for the app but i don't see like if i'm watching a mets game i don't see like you know a car dealership in queens that people that watching you know in in the rest of the area would see so i miss out on on all the good stuff um but that's why we're going to have ad supported black cast plus and what that's i love right. now is that it's just jeff and the black cast plus logo because you know, like we don't need we don't you don't need to see Will and I. You just get the Black Cast Plus, Plus logo. Uh, <laughs> look at that! It just puts it right over us. Like we're still there, <laughs> plebeians. Uh, it's I and the Black Cast Plus. <laughs> oh boy! Um, so you guys uh, got some drinks and uh, and and Will, you're going to be back there for like May and June, right? Pretty much. We're driving out. We're starting our little road trip on the second of May, and it's, we're going to take like you know, six, five, six days, I think, to get out there, see some people along the way, and then get out there like the 7th or the 8th. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be there. I probably have to fly back like two or so times for movie production stuff as we oh, okay. try to keep moving on this project. Um, this is the project that that I read that would, I guess I can, I can say it would be set in the Palm Springs area. Is yes. It is, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Heather also read too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Heather, Heather gave you good feedback and I gave you feedback that you did not need to take into. No, you both gave us good feedback. Um, I mean, it has been through many subsequent drafts since, which has been very helpful. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Have some interesting people attached that nobody signed any contracts yet. So we'll see. But if we have to location scout and do some physical stuff, I don't want to like not be there. So yeah, we'll see. But then Casey's lease in Cambridge is up at the end of June. So then, we're going to drive out to uh, Scottsdale where she's doing a uh, like a summer work program and then drop her off there and I'll come on back to the LBC. I you know, love July. Scottsdale, Arizona. And Do you really? Only it... part of the reason is uh, a, a wonderful old timey ice cream shop shoppy oh, called shoppy. the Sugar Bowl. And uh, if people are familiar with the the comic books, the comic strip family circus so i guess that the artist of that uh like lived there and i guess he used to like work on it there so there's like there's a lot of his artwork hanging up there Got and it. you know it's not it's no calvin and Hobbes family circus i'm not sure it is but yeah. it's kind of a cool and then you'll see little little drawings of the comic strip where he drew the sugar bowl in there i think it's called the sugar bowl uh but it, it, scottsdale is is great i mean i always feel like I could live in a somewhere like Arizona or Phoenix uh, long, you know, if that's in Arizona, but like Vegas, I mean, v you know, Vegas, Arizona, I could live places like that, but I couldn't live in like Northern Maine, 
you know, like I really? can deal with the hot, hot, but the cold, cold, I'm, I'm not interested. I've, I've had enough cold in my life That's that I don't think I can go back. I can, I can embrace the hot, hot, mm. but, uh, you know, um, I, I'm talking like, you know, when you go outside and it's like five degrees and we're not even talking wind chill. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can do that anymore. I just don't have it in me, but 115. Yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? Just lose serious. a couple pounds. Like that's great. I mean, that's that, only positive. Honestly, I think that is probably what it would take. Maybe I should, maybe I should also spend a summer somewhere like that. Maybe I'll summer in Vegas and uh, go. just never go inside. <laughs> just see what just I can sweat team. away. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We're talking about local commercials for odd. Uh, anyone see the Eagleman commercials from Chicago? What I love is that Chicago and, and no, I don't know those, but what I love about Chicago is that they refer to it as Chicago land. Like that's like the sort of like, you know, like Hollywood here land. they'll be like, you know, you're so caught, you're so Cal Honda retail retailers. The idea that Chicago land, because it's like it's Chicago and the suburbs and I don't know where it goes out to. But uh, the idea that it's Chicago land makes it sound like uh, more fun. And Dominicus Saxon re- rarely watches commercials, even from his own area. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I think not watching live television has really had a lot to do with that. If you watch network television live you'll see a lot of stuff but if you watch cable television like my cable television i watch on uh, youtube tv so i don't get like the local ads inserted the way it used to when i used to pay for uh cable uh, i did want to backtrack to this comment though from dominica saxon after hearing about the martinis will and craig have uh <laughs> me and mrs saxon are considering considering becoming day drinkers which I mean, I don't know. Craig has uh, pretty strict rules so that uh, martini time is after six, right? Yeah, six thirty. If, oh, if he I'm, had I'm, his I'm, choice, I'm sorry. But I didn't sometimes mean to... he's forced to drink earlier than he wants to, and Ugh. it really puts a thorn that, in his side. He gets upset. That sounds terrible. Yeah, having to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dominicus Saxon says uh, anything over seventy-two degrees, and I'm needing my central air. Um, you know, before. Before we had kids, I used to keep the the thermostat set to 70 degrees. And then like when Felix was born, there was like a stretch of like a couple months where we like it was in the middle of the summer and we barely went out of the house. And I was just like, I'm just cold all the time and I'm always tired. Somehow it's like I, I've turned into like the TV dad where it's like 74 is good. You don't really need it to be uh, any cooler than that which I think it's like a, in the pilot for family guy, there's like a, there's a joke about somebody adjusts the thermostat and all the dads in the neighborhood, like stick their heads in. That's, <laughs> that's what it was in, like a very much more reality based show <laughs> than uh, it went to um, in any case. Uh, yeah. So will, when you're back in new England, you could go to Quahog and hang out with Peter and uh, oh. the whole Griffin clan. Yeah, I totally could. Couldn't I do that Christian? <laughs> um, but uh, so you guys had fun and you'll get together again. And uh, I think I think okay. uh, you guys need to record a podcast without me or I, I can. I, you did that once. We're but I can uh, I can drugs. also I can also zoom in. Jeff, you were showing me before the show. You got some cool new tech there, right? The uh, that microphone Uh-oh. that you were uh, showing yeah, me before. I got another microphone. Yeah, look at this thing. But you said Whoa. you can put you can put a couple of uh, you so can plug in or it's, it's a, it's a USB mic, right? Yeah, but it's got four capsules, so there's two on the front and two on the back, so you can do stereo setup where it's set for one people talking from yeah. either side of it. Oh, nice. Because Will Will's come over and uh, we've recorded uh, at, at my house. We've done a couple. We did one where we talked to Jeff, and then we did one where we talked about the. Uh, 
the kiss documentary on uh, a and e which uh man you want to talk about an experience watching commercials uh oh, man. <laughs> there were so many commercials because Brutal. we watched it on the free a and e yeah therein lies the mistake you get what you pay for i suppose <laughs> um so we haven't uh we haven't done a show uh well all together and we also haven't done one uh you know will and i did the last uh show because we talked about our adventures with Bujenski and I'm not going to lie. I'm very disappointed that that uh, episode is as uh, has as little uh, interaction as possible. I know Farad Muhammad saw it. Uh, I'm sorry. I think Dominica Saxon saw it. I don't know if Farad saw it, but um, because Dominica Saxon was the only one to make fun of uh, what I looked like in the reveal. Yeah. What the that fuck? Episode. That was such a big deal. I, I thought listening I thought, right now. Don't sleep on this. Come on. Yeah, don't don't sleep on that episode. I'll tell everybody what episode that was. You know, it, it was like 484 or something. And it's on the um, YouTube, right? The yeah, and the, the YouTube version is what I really wanted people to see. So like I didn't post pictures from the YouTube version. Okay. You know, because I really wanted people to see it. And and uh Jeff, the short of it is that uh I, believe it or not, we had a, a day with Bujenski and it didn't end where I was fall down drunk. But I did fall down <laughs> hard. And uh, yeah, uh, Blackcast 485, Truck Yeah, a story in three mm, parts, which is truck, uh, yeah. Will and Maya. Truck Yeah enough recently. So, truck, uh, yeah. so everybody needs to uh, go find Blackcast 485. Um, but that was the last time we did, you know, one of these one of these classic styled episodes of the Blackcast where we're, you know, just just a just a bunch of dudes just talking, you know. And uh, and and it's fun to go through, you know, on the Blackcast uh, Instagram, we're doing what I call hashtag Blackcast the day. And I post like all these old episodes and a lot of it. I just pick it because I'm like, I like the picture that goes with it because it's like all of us like we went to a movie and like we saw uh, Jurassic World without Jeff, but Bujenski went with us. And uh, just to remember how Will that. felt, began feeling so strongly about Jurassic World. And still like, hate it. Still that's hard. such like a running bit yeah. through like six years on the show. Yeah. And everyone and is I'm still like, wrong about that movie. If anyone thinks it's good, about how good it is, incorrect. <laughs> we're, we're wrong that it's even better than The Godfather and sure. The Godfather Part Two combined. Yeah, but not Godfather Three because that's no. one of some of the finest cinema that's that is ever made. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Dominica Saxon being a little bit of a douche, uh, the guy who talks the least has the most expensive mic. I <laughs> wish, uh, I love when Jeff talks. Jeff's, Jeff's my favorite secretly, you know, I mean, more so than me. Wow. You know? I, it's honestly, there, <laughs> there was a point I remember saying this to Will where it was like, I was watching some of them. And I felt like I was talking too much. I was like, I got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, that's that. the whole point is that we're here to talk. Meanwhile, uh, I only fast forward to the parts where I talk. Yeah, well, I think I think you should I do, do this just so I can look at myself in the future. Hey. Good to see you again. <laughs> in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know. So uh, you guys had your get together, uh, but yeah. we haven't. Uh, so Will, got, you're going to be gone wait, for two months. I have to put put yeah point out one thing that happened that I thought was just like ridiculous. We were talking to Ken, and the name Irie came up. Right, the whole yeah. story around Irie, which and, it, for people who don't know, that is his name. Uh, and it was like I thought I knew a different story. Apparently, I had just was bad information, whatever. But the most interesting, the part to me that stuck out was like. 
he said that uh it, i was i told him i was like oh it's a jamaican name he's like no it's a jamaican word i'm like oh, it's a boy. jamaican name it's a jamaican girl's name 100 oh, percent, like it really is it's i didn't make that up and he got like so mad and defensive towards me when it was like I'm just, I'm not insulting you. I'm just stating a fact about that name being a Jamaican name. Like, wow. It was, he's going to listen to this and he's going to fight you. I just no, don't understand. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to talk to him about it. Like why he seemed to get so mad and defensive when I pointed that out. I was like, it's just a name. Why? I'm not arguing with you. I'm not telling you you're named. I don't know. Seems I like didn't it. know the full story either, I, so I felt like I learned. I, I never really knew the story, and yeah. I didn't really know that because that that name showed up in like it, 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 Dennis signed a new contract, and the employees were listed in there. And uh, I was like, "Wait, I'm so confused. Who is this?" And and so I called Bart Tussler. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm gonna work with him every day. It's Ken. What's what, what's your next question?" It was just like I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know. That's how I found out." Hmm. That, that was his name. Um, Still but... a man of mystery. Yeah, international man. International well, man of mystery. National. I mean, maybe uh... because I'm driving across the country, I'll have my car. I can finally give his DVDs back to him because they're in the car. I saw them yeah. that day. That yeah, day yeah, that we hung the car. out. Yeah, I actually I held those DVDs that you still have. Of oh, I found, also I went to the gym and I needed to get something out of the and I opened the passenger side door and I found a bloody napkin on the ground. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's that's. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Christian's blood. I put it in a yeah. little bag. I put it. And in you're bag. gonna make a clone of me. Yeah, I'm gonna so, make a clone. Yeah. Uh, just a very this is bad resolution, but uh, just uh, a little quick share for our audience. <laughs> Is, Facial expression uh, is also helpful. Yeah, well, I paused it. So you have to really dive into Blackcast 485. I'm going to have to make that a, a that, this will be the first time that I do a Blackcast a day where it's a repeat. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to need people to I mean, look at the the struggle that I have for this show. Yeah. And the the pain that I went through. <laughs> um How but, long would you say the healing cuz you look at least from this screen you look normal now? Yeah, but I, I will tell you that in all honesty, uh, if if I zoom, hi Jeff, you're very handsome. Uh, it's actually I still have a little bit of a bump here. I'm probably oh, going to no. get a scar. Um, I'm probably going to have a scar from it. This is so over. I'll always ago, remember right? the day that we hung out at a country music. You should show get with... truck, yeah, tattooed on the bump. That's not a bad idea. Face um, but yeah, no, it's a lot better. But it took two full weeks for that bump to go away. Wow. And the like Lucy thought my my eye being purple was hysterical. Uh, but uh, I, I was just like, yeah, just don't poke it. Because <laughs> she's like, ha ha. And I'm like, no, stop. It actually hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One day she'll uh, understand. Yeah. Uh, Dominica Saxon says he'll watch that episode again. He doesn't remember what he said about it. It was it was the quote from it was a quote from. Uh, uh, from Deadpool, basically TJ Miller saying what he looked like with his mask oh. off. It was, it was, I think, a run of those. Is because uh, I remember because you know what words hurt. Um, but uh, so you uh, so will uh, that means if you're leaving like next week, that means that uh, we are not going to hang out until well into the summer. So it's probably not. So that so so that means I'm going to have to go to Rock and Brews with Bujenski just one on one. And uh, I mean, you can wait. When I fall, will reschedule on you. Probably when I fall I in the back. parking lot, you won't be there to help me. <laughs> Listen, 
that you got to fly now, baby bird. You got to leave fall on your own and pick yourself up, take yourself to the ER. I don't I don't want to take myself to the ER. <laughs> I want you to sit there and, and go get air in your tires and then go air get and snacks, gas. I got yeah. I two trips to that AMP. I let you I let you go. I I didn't keep you there too long. No, you I just did. we hung out for a little while and then you texted me from inside and you're like, "Yeah, there's, there's no way this is yeah. going to take less." No, no, than what two once hours. yeah. Yeah, I was just like it's going to it's definitely going to be a while for sure. And but, it did. It was 3 hours, you said. The yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole, from the time I went in, it, it was definitely, it was definitely three hours. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I mean, we definitely, I mean, the way I remember it, we, we had, we, we had fun throughout most time. of the day. And even that part, that's what we call an experience. I mean, again, a spoiler from episode 485, but look how much fun <laughs> we're having there in the waiting room. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, what could be, uh, what could be better than that? Uh, by the way, I never got any stitches. All they did That's was uh, they just cleaned it out and they said uh, they didn't want to bandage it because they said that it'll heal faster. So um, I just uh, I just had that. But so, you know what? Well, maybe we shouldn't hang up for a little while. <laughs> Our recent history is a bad track record. But um yeah, well, I don't know, but I, I, I want to talk. I want you guys to get together in, in Massachusetts, and then we can somehow record. And Jeff's got the tech, so I feel like we can make that happen. You got uh, the tech. You, <laughs> um, you know, but one of the things that we didn't get to talk about, um, and uh, I like to let you guys weigh in on, on things. And uh, I did a black cast the the day after the uh, the Academy Awards. And uh, I know people aren't really talking about it as much anymore, but I feel like it's a, it's a, it's an interesting moment in time. Uh, obviously, talking about Coda winning Best Picture, no, which you know, congratulations to everybody associated with that. That's great. But what I'm talking about is there was this moment that week where you had a lot of people deciding to censor themselves and saying. I was about to, I, I, I read this tweet and I don't know who it was from, but it's probably better because I, I shouldn't say their name. It, it, I read a tweet that was, I was about to comment on the Chris Rock, Will Smith incident. And then I looked at my hands and remembered, I'm a white woman, so I'm not allowed to have an opinion. And I'm oh like, God. okay, that's her choice. But I feel like we should be, we should be allowed to have opinions on anything. Tommy Loren. It's, that sounds like something she'd say. It actually might've been. No. Ah, fucking dumb lady. I don't know. I don't actually know. It was just, I, it, I think that the saddest thing was that when she was looking at her hands and realizing she was white, she didn't realize that deleting that tweet and just saying nothing was what you should then do. Correct. Yeah. It's still a weird race. It's sort of still well, a race. It's basically being like, I'm white, so I can't really say how I feel. There's right. so many. Just so you know, I feel There something. are so many bad <laughs> bad tweets moments that people are like commenting on things that you're just like you should not have posted that and uh, so i was just like, like do you believe babies can be racist <laughs> i mean first of all do yes you, look at this look at this slide my assistant has brought out here of a children's book called anti-racist but do you think babies can be racist? excuse me ma'am <laughs> can you explain to me why chewbacca lives on endor <laughs> <laughs> uh, i forgot about what's that. the what is it a family guy or simpsons or whatever they're like um 
the Johnny Cochran defense about that like was uh, South, Park. That, that was South, South Park. Park, South Park. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the Johnny Cochran. Yeah. That's and by the way, Wookiees don't live on Endor. That's why that was infuriating to me. They live on Kashyyyk. So I was just like, you know, like he visited. All right. It's fine. Why but, does this Wookiee live on Endor if they're really from Kashyyyk? The the idea that like and, and I don't know. I mean, I look, I think that there are times where I have opinions that I'm like, no one wants to hear my opinion on an issue. But at the same time, I'm like, I have it. And if if you're if your idea of social uh, social media, social networking is that sharing your thoughts with like minded, different minded people, but whatever you've built a community, you, you can feel free. If you have a thought on two rich people slapping each other, or you know, a rich person slapping another one, you certainly say something about it. And I, I found it odd that people felt like that. Well, only some people get to have opinions on this. And I, and I was just like, I don't know. I mean, it was a pretty fucking messed up thing the whole situation you know yeah, yeah. and uh um and you know when i was uh speaking to our friend christian toto about it the next day i my thought in the moment and uh it was that well, what if what if jada had gotten up and slapped chris rock i think he would have been like oh yeah i deserve that you know and then it, that would have been like oh it would have been fine but then it just turns into this thing that like will smith does it and then it's like, wait, why is he still there? And then, like, after the fact, he's banned for like ten years. Yeah, you know, your movies can still be nominated. So, right. you know, if he if he comes back for Independence Day three, it can get nominated. Um, but and he wins, right? Yeah. Best yeah. picture guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> um, you guys want to but... hear a cool um a cool remix of that moment? My buddy shared it with me, and I it still yeah. think it's pretty. I still think it's pretty solid. <sighs> I love it. Yeah. It's solid. Like solid. It, it's almost <laughs> as good as D -D 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 DJ Tanner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> DJ Tanner. Now, um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's a it's it's a weird moment to have to watch something like that in an award show where anybody, did, you know, whatever the award show is, I was just like and people gave uh Amy Schumer shit for saying that it was it was like traumatizing for people to see that. Yeah, I'm like, I yeah. can see it's not traumatizing, like, you know, being a child hiding out in the subway station for weeks in Ukraine. But I can, you know, there are different levels of trauma. Sure. And I'm like, sure, I could see somebody feeling that way, especially it's like if you're friends with if you're friends with both of those guys. Yeah, you know, I don't know what Denzel said to him, but yeah. uh, you know, Denzel went over to Will and uh, so when you your highest, went over that's to when the devil comes for you. Yeah, that's what Will I, said. Denzel that's said. That's what Will said. He said, but I'm like, yeah. he said more than that, you know. <laughs> and said, like, and like Bradley Cooper was there too. <laughs> well, maybe. And uh, he said, "King yeah. Kong ain't got shit on you." That's what he but told him. That is also true. Yeah. So it's not even so much about opinions on the incident, but it's like, aren't we allowed? I don't know. I th I think we should still be allowed to have uh, opinions on things. But I I was referred to as uh, as a straw man earlier today. So what do I know? You know? Was it for this opinion? Uh, no, it was not for this one. Uh, but uh, uh, Farad says, I remember thinking the worst thing about the Oscars was that DJ Khalid announcing the host of the ceremony that changed before the show ended. Uh, yeah, I didn't. They each hour had a different uh, musical uh, presentation, uh, which I don't know. It's just a it's a tough show to watch if the the key to 
the yearly uh, black cast after show that we do, which we now do the day after is usually like, Ooh, that is a tough watch. And then this just turned it into a weird watch. I thought that the show had been going like better than usual until that point. And then I was like, well, that's, that's tough. So, uh, well, I don't even care so much. I mean, feel free to talk about the incident itself, but it's like, I, I think we're, we should still be allowed to have opinions on anything we have opinions on. Right. I mean, that doesn't seem like such a crazy idea. No, I think so. It's funny. I wasn't actually watching. I was visiting some friends in Salt Lake City. We were watching Buckaroo Banzai. Um, had taken some edibles and I kind of forgot that the Oscars were happening that night. Cause I only saw like half the movies and I was just like, for whatever reason this year, I was like, eh, I'm not with my friends doing the big party and doing the, you know what I mean? Like COVID's kind of fucked with. So I just like, didn't really think about it. And then I'm like opening my Twitter, my phone. And it's like all these stories about Will Smith. And I was like, what? And I guess it had like been edited or whatever in the American broadcast, but in Australia, somebody posted the clip of like, you know, uncensored or whatever. And I was like, wow, that's objectively horrible. That's a, that's a bad thing to do. I, I think in general, during an awards ceremony to be of a star that's that caliber and another comedian that's that caliber to get up on stage, walk across the whole stage. Like this, this didn't take a short amount of time. It wasn't like they were already sitting next to each other. Right. Hit hit somebody on national live television and then walk back and scream, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Um, Yeah. I mean, typically I would don't want to take jokes, uh, make shots at people's, significant others expense you know comedy wise is just low-hanging fruit in general unless somebody i think is like a horrible person then it's like yeah like melania you know what i mean always going to take shots at the trumps because they're fucking well you know she she would suggest that you be best question on on that point because it's not it's not like he said it and jada wasn't there she was there so he kind of said it to her yeah right he did, and that's uh, first. Will yeah. Smith is laughing, and then he hits yeah. him. And so, just I don't know. Anybody could have an opinion. I just don't, I don't think that there's a version of that story where you're like that was fully justified. Like right. usually, violence is not the way to to figure something out. But yeah, yeah, there were a number of people who felt like, oh, he got what he deserved for making fun of that. But yeah, she was there. She's also insanely famous. They have uh, uh, welcomed the world into their uh, really messed up relationship that they have. And a lot of people are like, the relationship doesn't have anything to do with it. I'm like, no, that relationship has everything to do with that moment. And just that look on her face, the fact that he was laughing at first and then it changed. And it's just like, you know, it all has it's all part of it. It's like super famous people. And then another famous person who is, yes, less famous than you. Slightly. Um, yeah. But Pootie Tang's great. Uh, but, uh, you know, the just somebody that you're friendly with, that's like, all right. And uh, yeah, I was just, there, that, that, there was a lot of that narrative the day after, which was like, well, that's what you get. I'm like, all right, settle down, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and Chris Rock still hasn't talked about it. I know that, uh, he did a show like the next week, I think in the Boston area. And, uh, all he said was when he came out on stage, he was like, how was your weekend? <laughs> and, uh, he's like, I'll talk about it another time. He, Cause yeah. He's, yeah, he's working on a, a new hour special or something. Uh, Jeff, were you watching the Oscars or were you doing something more useful? Like digging through old vinyl? Yeah, I definitely was not watching the Oscars. Yeah. It's so it's just like perspective wise hearing something like amy schumer say that watching somebody else like slap somebody on a broadcast was traumatizing just seems silly yeah because again it's like our tv the movies that they're nominated for are people doing much worse things than that in those movies like in the like 
our whole media is filled with violence and all sorts of other things, but yeah. like seeing somebody slap somebody else is like so appalling and like unnerving. Like we literally pay people to beat the shit out of each other and then pay to see that. But a guy slapping another guy is like, got us all just like shuddering. It just yeah. seems like it, it felt people's reactions to it felt like the social media age reaction to things where it's like, oh, this thing that happened between two people that have nothing to do with me is all about me and how I feel about it. Like, let's let's make this whole thing about how I feel about this other thing that happened between them. It just seems like because the currency has been outraged for so long, people just saw this as like, no one's going to condone people slapping each other. This is the perfect thing to be upset about. And so everybody had to have their little opinion about how it was so terrible and this, that, and the other. And to me, it just seems like it should have been a non-incident. Like it was not, I don't condone or think it's okay that Will Smith did that. But I also think if we hadn't blown it up into a media thing, it could have, it's like a little kid falling you're making this huge deal about it and then they're going to cry if we just were like you're right and they'd get up and like yeah i'm good we could have kept it moving but it i mean that's what like- me and christian did when he fell i was just like laughing you okay he was like yeah totally fine let's just go let's just get out yeah well i mean and legitimately i did say that uh, the difference between being in my mid-40s in my mid-20s i would have i would have put a beer on it and right I, and i right. would have been like all right let's 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 go well let's, let's go, go to the bar probably um, uh, let's see, uh, Fred Muhammad, uh, I actually skipped the Oscars because I was going to a party full of comics for our bars last night before it closed down. The slap news spread like wildfire through the group of comics. Yeah, there's a, there's some, some very funny and interesting things that people had to say about all of it, but, uh, I don't know. It was just the idea and, uh, that, uh, the people had something to say about it. It was yeah. just like, and, uh, I think that when we were talking about it, Jason Blair was really dug in that it was staged and the whole thing. Mm. And I was just like, there's no, be- there's, <clears throat> there's no benefit. Yeah. But I, as the time has gone on, there's no benefit to Chris Rock, no benefit to Will Smith for yeah. to go through a bit like that. Um, and I think that the, this idea that Chris Rock kind of put his face out is I think he probably thought he was going to get a joke slap and he's right. like, oh, I just, you know, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. By the way, uh, I saw it, it was the Japanese telecast. So there's like a Japanese woman, like sort of narrating and talking during it. So it's a lot funnier oh, than the Australian That would be the one. best commentary. Yeah. The, just the like kind of was actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's still out there. But... Violently racist because Japanese are unapologetically <laughs> racist. Yeah. Uh back to uh back to something that Will said earlier. Uh Farad points out comedian Sam Morrill, very funny Sam Morrill. Uh did a fantastic bit about racist babies. What was his first word? I'd rather not say. <laughs> very funny. Um, but yeah, the, uh, well, you know what, uh, the Jeff's a hundred percent, right. So if, uh, Dominica Saxon's agreeing with Jeff, we should share it. Uh, his daughter never cried when she fell around me because I told her she's fine, but she'd cry around her mom because she got the empathy. Uh, that's probably true. Uh, I, I know not to cry in front of Will. Uh, Will, Will started taking his belt off and I know it would have gone to the back of my head. Yeah. yeah. So I knew better. You want another um, fucking bump, Christian? <laughs> Give me something to cry about. You want to yeah. get, get, yeah. get, get over here. 
but uh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I neither. I think neither of my parents uh, were comfortable with me crying around them, so it made it, it made it a little tougher. Both my kids cry all the time, so I don't know. But they're <laughs> six and four, so that that might have something to do with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, kudos to my son Felix, by the way. Uh, today was Earth Day, Earth Day. But Earth uh, all week emotional. he rode his scooter to school. We 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 Whoa. basically walked to school. And then Lucy wanted to go and her school is like twice as far as his. And like, she was through it. She's like, I'm getting tired. I'm like, well, if you want to scooter again, we gotta, we gotta finish this out. So, um, it was exhausting. And then, and then, you know what I would do after I walked the kids to school and, and, uh, and we carried the scooters home. Well, I would go to the judgment free zone and get a pump. Oh, I was just at the judgment free zone this morning. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were back. I know not. We're not neighbors anymore. In Long Beach, yeah. I've been going to the judgment-free zone for a long time. And today's the first day I realized when I was stretching on one of those purple mats that the judgment-free zone is a registered saying. There's a little R next to it. Oh. Judgment-free zone. R. Right. Rated R. Uh, so the reason why I was called a straw man earlier today was I, <laughs> I, I commented on uh, my timeline is basically – so I, I said my timeline is – I can't wait for Elon Musk to take over Twitter. So, uh, you know, that'll be great for free speech. But then my Twitter is also hooray for, uh, for DeSantis really sticking it to Disney for having an opinion. So I was like, all right. I mean, I just, to me, I thought it was a mild observation. I'm like, yeah, those things seem inconsistent. It's like people can say whatever they want unless they don't agree with me. And I'm like, well, that's a very, that's a very American bipartisan feeling. It's like free speech, uh, unless I don't like it. And, uh, you know, I mean, the 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 person who wrote back to me was talking about like, well, this is because of the the content that Disney's putting out. It's like, no, it's not. It's because Disney didn't like this guy's law. And you can say what you want about that law. And I've talked to I've talked to people about the law. And I think it's it, it is not uh, understood as, uh, you know, I think that people who support it are not thinking of, well, this is the don't say gay law. And uh, that's just an easy thing to call it. And I mean, I think that that's really what it is. And every time I see Ron DeSantis speak, I'm just painfully reminded of how that guy will never be president. And, uh, (laughs) you know, that's he's definitely like middle management. He can be a senator, you know, uh, that clearly anybody can be a senator. But I just, you know, there's just guys you see and you go like, yeah. And, you know, you see a name like DeSantis on a ballot. You know what that is? Well, too ethnic. I think it's a little too ethnic for people, you know, honestly, the most presidential name I've ever seen on a ballot is probably like Mitt Romney. You know, that seems like a guy people want to vote for Barack Hussein Obama. That does not seem like somebody that would, (laughs) that's the outlier, totally the outlier. Um, But I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like it's, it's, this isn't a new observation, Jeff, this idea that uh, we're all for free speech. Oh, but except for when we don't like it. And, it's yeah. not even so much about these two examples, but that's that really seems to be the, the not even just the order of the day. That just seems to be the world we've lived in the last few years. Right, Jeff? Oh, it's been I mean, it's felt that way to me forever. I, I remember coming out of college in 2010 and my whole little joke was about freedom. Everybody loves it, except how much they hate it. <laughs> like, because it's yeah. like everybody loves other people to have it. freedom for their 
things that they want but the second it's like yeah and you know how if there was total freedom other people could fuck the things you want up like no 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 no, you're not free to do that that's you're not understanding how freedom works it's a i get what i want and fuck you (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Will, uh, obviously, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a reason people do refer to that uh, that bill as the don't say gay law, yeah. because there 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 is, you know, there is a reason that that's what it is. And I think that there are people who just feel strongly about wanting to be able to have certain conversations with their kids themselves. And, you know, somebody who wrote to me about that, I was like, yeah, no, I look, I totally understand that. I just think that once it turns into something that you're sort of campaigning on and God, Disney can't, I mean, this guy, Bob Chappick, who they got over there now, I mean, he can't do anything right. He didn't comment on it. And then it was like, you know, you should really say something. And he said something and then it's like, great, we're going to change our state constitution after 55 years. And, uh, you know, take away your self-governing status, which uh, reading very interesting thread this morning about what that translates into is higher taxes in uh, uh, Orange County. And uh, I think Osceola is how you say it. there's two counties in Florida that the, uh, you know, Disney not having their own like police force and, and fire, you know, and all that is like, great. So that's going to get passed on to other people. And uh, that, that's what I read. Um, Hmm. but what are your thoughts on just in general, sort of, there is this law, the way people are talking about it is, is, is there any aspect of it that you feel like, well, somebody in this process must've been well-intentioned or, uh, is, is that, how do you see it? It's really just more of a wide open question. I don't see good intention in this because they're not actually considering what it is so it gets a term right which is like it's almost like defund the police which is actually not what that movement is about it's just a fiery way to say it to make people look like bigger idiots or bigger jerks or whatever it is i don't think anybody actually really wants to defund the police it's about reality i I would say there's probably a handful of people that do but you're right the majority of people do not. the truth of it is reallocating money to different programs and having different people not just cops show up to things like domestic disputes like people who are trained to de-escalate and handle things like this who don't then maybe be like, I guess I should shoot somebody now. And so with this, like, don't say gay saying that makes it the the kind of the brand of like, it makes somebody look like a bigot by saying they, they support this don't say gay bill. But truthfully, it's like, what is it? it what is it ban? Uh, any kind of teaching of, of, of queer people really in general or relationships between the ages or between kindergarten and third grade, which uh, unfortunately, I think, um, it is reflective of, of modern day conservatism and people can argue like, well, that's not what I believe. Then great. You should be a louder voice to support good things. But truthfully, uh, media representation and the loudest voices in conservatism now are uh, very problematic to queer people. And there's this inherent relation from people on the religious right to equate any kind of queerness with be with sexual deviancy. So if you want to talk about having you know any kind of queerness in the world you're grooming children and they're very good at using both uh, children as both weapons and shields to say it's about the children it's about saving the children it's about protecting the children it's about not corrupting the children it's about not grooming the children really it's just fear and it's about them it's about the adults who don't really want to invest the time to understand that queer people exist in the world and they have rights and freedoms just like everybody else and when you're governing a, a, a system by the people, for the people, um, those voices are part of that conversation and need to be heard. 
And this kind of teaching in schools, if, if, if teachers were going to say, okay, we're learning about XYZ today, it's not like, hey, you're in first grade, here's a picture of a man's penis going in another man's butthole. But that's kind of how it's pictured, I think, from the religious right in this sort of deviant grooming situation. It's really just saying like, hey, some people have two dads, some people have two moms, some people are uh, trans women, some people... In, in, a, in a casual, supportive way to be like, this is just the way that the world is. It's diverse and it's interesting. And if you come from this background, God bless. Good for you. Let's learn a little bit about this. If you come from two straight parents, God bless. We're all coming together in the same place to have the same conversations in an attempt to hopefully educate people so we can create more harmony going forward in the future. And anything like this that seeks to shut down those kinds of conversations, especially for kids at that, those ages, which are actually very important ages to have conversations like that between the ages of kindergarten and third grade. Like there's a lot of formative brain activity going on about how kids perceive the world and their influences. And if we are forcing them to believe specifically and strictly what we want them to believe, because this is the way that God wanted it, or this is the way that it must be, then you're potentially grooming those kids to be, I guess I could make an extreme argument. Like, what are you training them to be little mass shooters? Are you training them to be little fucking Aryan white supremacists? What are you grooming them for? You know what I mean? Like this whole yeah. grooming, it's a for the children and protecting the children. It's about people's fear in accepting that queer people are in the world and have relationships. And it's something like over 75% of kids in the foster system or kids who are up for adoption who have disabilities are, are adopted by queer couples because they just want families and they want kids. And usually most heterosexual couples are like, yeah, but we don't want a fucked up kid. We like, we want to. So, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, and especially when it comes to foster and uh, adoption, because you're right. literally choosing your child, you know, Correct. when your kid is, is born a certain way, you know, there's uh, obviously different ways to react to that, but in general, it's like, okay, we'll, we'll figure that out. But yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's very difficult to arrive at, at those things. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, as I've said, my kids are six and four and uh, they've grown up where their friends, they have kids that they go to school with. They have, you know, so they, they, the concept that some kids live in a house where there's two mommies. Sometimes there's just one mommy and then daddy has a separate house. Sure. Uh, sometimes there's the two, you know, there's the two daddies and they understand all those things. And I think it's important to be able to have a kid ask a question about another family like that. And, and that was what I said, uh, just sort of a, a an, an offline conversation I had with someone. Because yeah. I, I, a lot of times I'm like, I don't need to talk about all this stuff on Twitter, but my podcast, that's a different conversation because right. it's, you know, it's people who are paying $9 a month uh, for yeah. the conversation. It's but, just to me, yeah, the inherent hypocrisy that if you want, as Jeff is saying, if you want certain freedoms, if you want certain things, if you want to be able to legitimately have those conversations, you have to be willing to uh, compromise and allow those freedoms and opportunities for people who are different than you. But when it comes from an upbringing or a foundation of sin or inherent wrongness or um, evil or wickedness or devil stuff, that's a fake. That's a fucking straw man argument. You know what I mean? Because it's not real. That's smoke and mirrors. And if you believe it, God bless, like believe it to your core as much as you want. But we have separation of church and state for a reason. And you should not be allowed to govern or dictate what people should be able to do with their lives or how they raise their kids because of your religion. People would be losing their minds if we woke up tomorrow and it was like most of the people were Muslim making laws. We'd be like, whoa, Sharia law is going to be ran rampant in the world. Like, 
Ilhan Omar says, like, imagine if Muslims led a prayer session on an airplane. Would everybody have such a great time as this, like, Easter service on the airplane? And all the, you know, crazy conservative people were like, you have religious freedom. If you want to do it, you should do it. But if you don't like it, you should go back to the country where you came from. Like, she's a fucking American idiot. She's okay. Uh, but that it, it's not the same. People like to pretend in an angry way that it's the same, that these freedoms are allowed to everybody just as they're allowed to everybody else. But it's not true. And everyone knows that they're fighting tooth and nail to oppress as many people as they possibly can to live as comfortably as they want to be at the expense of children who they use as tools um, for furthering their own shitty political religious gain. And it's wrong and it's supreme gaslighting because they make queer people look like the perpetrators of sexual violence and sexual deviancy against children by trying to groom them. When in actuality, the truth is the exact opposite because they're using kids for this exact reason to disenfranchise people, to separate them, to strip them of their freedoms all in the name of what their freedom, Jesus. Like that's just not how this works. And that's to me, I'm not even trying to say like, that's what Joe Biden stands for. I'm just saying rhetorically for me as an argument and as an emotional argument, that's what I'm fighting against. Not even as a Democrat or a Republican. I just see that as a social issue where millions of people are being disenfranchised by people in positions of power who have zero desire to empathize or understand the same way that Ted Cruz can grill a black woman who's on being, you know, interviewed to be a Supreme court justice and somehow makes it about racism to her and asks her if she thinks that babies can be racist, quoting a book called anti-racist baby, which is inherently designed to have conversations with children about how not to be racist. Never supposes that children are born inherently racist. It's just how do we talk to children to raise them as more empathetic, kind, loving, caring individuals. And somehow Ted Cruz spins it and addresses another black, a a black woman about this thing that he inherently misunderstands and needs her to explain it back to him to make it make sense to him. Like, fuck that guy. Fuck any of those opinions. You You should do the work. It's your responsibility. We've we've uh, heard the term uh, mansplaining explained many times. I think that what you're talking about that Ted Cruz did was white splaining. I think it's it's he's just like you make this me, make sense let, to me. Let me tell lady. you about racism. Right. I I know racism. Right. I'm Ted Cruz. Yeah. And let me tell you what happened when uh the the heat didn't work in Texas and I took my family to Cancun. Let me tell you the struggles that I have had. Right. Um yeah, and have you, you watched, know uh, Atlanta at all? I, first season. I saw some of the first season and, and I thought uh, it was it was well done. And I feel like people have continued like it's like one of those shows that has these high expectations for it. And, yeah. But it's actually like succeeding in, in at least meeting them. Is it continued to be good, Jeff? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that I think is a show of excellence from that show and a testament to Donald Glover's talent is the people that he brought in for that show initially have blown up since that show started right like his main actors are himself zazie beats brian tyrese henry and lakeith stanfield who are all doing really well for themselves these days yeah so it's it's a phenomenal cast and it's a it's an interesting show with a lot of social commentary and stuff um the current season that's on it's been like four years between the second and this third season that's airing now because it had been a couple years and they were supposed to do it 
and then the pandemic broke. So it was another couple of years from then. And so the current season, basically the idea is Donald Glover's character is the cousin of Brian Tyrese Henry's character. Who's a rapper uh, at this point, he's successful. So they're in Europe doing like a European tour kind of thing. And so there's different episodes with different things, but one of the interesting episodes to relate back to what we were talking about um, they're all at this party at this like billionaire's mansion and Lakeith Stanfield's character is getting some food and there's an Asian woman and he like, he's goes, excuse me, because he's trying to get something. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I have a fiance. And then it explains, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you know, a lot of black guys are into Asian women. And just says mm-hmm. it in like a weird way. He's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and then there's like a white guy behind him. Who's just like, did you hear that bro? so racist and then so a bunch of like white people end up gathering around and be like i'm just sick to my stomach i can't he's like it really wasn't that big a deal Amy like Schumer was... traumatized yeah exactly <laughs> i'm out for listen i for one as a white woman am outraged by what is happening in the black community which is like fair you're allowed to have that opinion yeah, but of course. there is a threshold in which it becomes this like this this appropriation of grief that has nothing yeah. to do with you. No, I mean, we, yeah, we're talking about it's fine to have an opinion, but it's it, you you cross a line when you try to tell people that your opinion is actually the right one. And right. let me tell you how you need to be uh, handling this. Yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I I mean, I think that uh, look the state of Florida can do whatever it wants to Disney. Uh, but I think it's very short sighted cited in terms of the amount of revenue generated there and the amount of people that are employed by that. Look, I don't care. It doesn't affect me when I go to Disney. I, 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 I go down the five freeway and I go in California. I, I don't go to Florida Disney. I've got Disney here. I don't care what they do in Florida Disney. It's that's fine. But that, I think that's the thing. And like, I'll get, I'll get off my soapbox a little bit, but like, no, it's it, I think inherently what that means when Disney says, actually, we stand with queer people for an entire governing body to be like, well, then fuck you. We're going to fucking yeah. come after you. So what does that mean? Does that sound anti queer, anti LGBTQ plus? What does that sound like? They would say no. But what the fuck else would you call it? It's like blue lives matter. Listen, I got friends who are cops family who's cops i'm not anti-cop but i am definitely like we got to fix something because there's systemic racism going on and there's a lot of problems in law enforcement but it doesn't mean they're all bad however for an organization or a statement all lives matter or blue lives matter to exist only because there was created uh, 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 a group called black lives matter which is really just saying like all lives can't matter until black lives matter by the way we're suffering right now we're struggling we just need you to come over Help us like go to bat for us so we can even the playing field and then we have equity and we can go up. Everybody can be in the world, but we have to invest in this for the time being so that there are then other groups that are created in opposition to Black Lives Matter inherently is part of a systemic racist problem where you're saying we disacknowledge this this notion and sentiment that Black Lives Matter because we believe that all lives matter. And that's inherently missing what that organization and that movement is about the same way that this is missing the whole argument about freedom and letting people live their lives and do their things. Like if you want that for yourself, you must be willing to give it to other people. It cannot be this hypocritical thing that it is. And if it is, then you just need to accept and admit that you don't believe in freedom. You believe in conditional rights for people. 
and just own your fucking bigotry. At least just do that. And then we're like, cool, we know what you're about. But don't pretend that it's about peace and good love and will and Jesus and all that other bullshit because it's not. It's ne- it never has been and it never will be. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I do think that one thing we can all agree with is, uh, <laughs> this woman's a douche. Um, as we were talking about Twitter before, and this is a two year old tweet, but, um, uh, it, 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 I, I've never talked about it on this show before, but it's my favorite, um, bad tweet that shouldn't have been sent. Uh, <laughs> this woman said, just told my 10 year old daughter about RBG. She yeah. had tears in her eyes. Then she did the Wakanda pose and said, Ruth Conda forever, which is a sort of pop culture crossover that I can celebrate. And uh, the the way I first saw that tweet was it was a quote tweet and it was like, Karen, that never happened. And her name's (laughs) not Karen. Um, And and yeah. And it's just like you want to talk about people who's like, yes, things shouldn't be tweeted or like that. Don't pretend some precious moment happened. Right. And even if it did, it's like that's it. I don't know. There's a virtue signaling element of that that like yeah. it's a yeah, it's inherently like a white person thing. It's yeah, fine. We gotta just figure it out. But the uh, you know, in terms of things that everybody else can agree on, it's of course that we That's need right. to have Black Cast Plus. Absolutely. As uh, we begin to wind down here, you know, the, the thing that inspired Black Cast Plus, of course was the fact that uh, CNN Plus is uh, something that launched at the beginning of the month. And after three weeks, they decided that they're going to close the door on CNN Plus. And I could not think of a less well thought out streaming service than CNN who gives you, you already pay for CNN if you have cable or any kind of service. You know, you're paying for news. If you like, I have YouTube TV, I don't have cable, but I part of that subscription includes CNN. You don't even have to watch CNN. So, the idea that a news service was like, you know, how the news is free, what if you pay for the news? Yeah, uh, don't you want to watch the 80s narrated by Tom Hanks at at any given moment that you want to? And I was talking to my wife about this because it's like, it's like, okay, if they like open up the archives and you're like, oh, okay, well, I can see, you know, like old presidential <laughs> debates or, yeah. you know, an inauguration or, okay, if you're somebody that wants to watch the coverage of 9-11 to try, you know, if you're younger and you want to try to understand it. Okay. But you can find all of that on YouTube. You don't need CNN plus to find sure. any of those things. Yeah. So I don't know what they thought it would agree. Now, Jeff, I'm sure you were a big CNN plus guy and you're probably upset that uh, you invested, you bought the annual subscription. So you're really screwed. I right? bought the, I bought the uh, Sirius XM lifetime yeah. subscription. <laughs> 500 bucks down the drain. 500 bucks of CNN plus, And you only got three weeks of content <laughs> worth every penny. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even think we need Paramount Plus, but uh, I can at least so understand shitty. it. Shitty, it's such a shitty. Like my thing to me, the the metric for whether these companies should have their pluses is whether the fucking service works, because yeah. Paramount Plus across most of my devices constantly fucks up and constantly has issues above all other streaming services that I use. So I'm just like, they really need to get their shit together, get some tech teams in there. HBO max had some problems early on. They've gotten it figured out. 
Paramount seems to just like they've been around for a year now and they still haven't figured well, shit and, out. And they were CBS All Access before that. So exactly. like they just rebranded it. And I think Paramount Plus shouldn't be around because uh, Star Trek Picard is one of the worst experiences of my life. Oof. And I recently spent three hours in an emergency room after falling in a parking lot, as I, as I detail. <laughs> it is unbelievable how bad that show is. Really? It makes me long like the first season a little bit. No, a little bit, but it was it was also not good. And yeah. the thinking heading into season two of Picard is that it couldn't possibly be worse than season one. Surprise! Oh, it's bad. Oh. And they also cut corners because they time travel back to 2024, and uh, it looks really cheap. So that's why um, I've uh, I've tried to trademark my Ruth Conda forever is uh, the fact that I refer to Star Trek Picard as the Galactica 1980 of. <laughs> of star trek series because galactica 1980 was battlestar galactica the original version was too expensive so they're like that's all right we'll we'll, we'll have them go to earth and it'll be super cheap and really bad and it was and this is just such a bad show and i love sir patrick stewart i love the character jean-luc picard it is a terrible show and there are people who try to uh say like i'm really enjoying it i'm like i don't understand how yeah. I, I told someone that you must be a different species than I am because I'm happy that you can enjoy it. But it makes me long for the great storytelling of Book of Boba Fett. That's yeah. really what. It sounds like my opinion on Jurassic World. Just oh. word for word. We're just changing the variables. What's wrong? <laughs> no, except I'm right about Star Trek Picard. And you can catch our Star Trek Picard after show here on the Blackcast YouTube network. Um, but. Uh, so, uh, Will, I know you've got a, a, an audition that you have to run off for because I believe I do. you, you you're highlight? doing a you're doing a, an audition for CNN Plus, right? You're That's gonna host right. A show for them, yeah. yeah. As the guy, remember how CNN had the end of the world broadcast prep just in case the end of the world actually happened? Was that CNN? Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- I'm doing that for prepping for the end of CNN Plus. It's like I stand with a band and they play a somber song, and we sort of like we have a gray like a bit like a coffin, and we put like. I don't know, old newsreels and stuff in it. We bury it. You like scat a taps. What? You scat taps. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's like the, uh, yeah. oh my God, the humanity. Right? Yeah, we yeah, have a yeah. big wailing thing. It's like when Kim Jong-il died and people were forced to cry. Like, we're going to just, a lot of that, a lot yeah. of that in honor, in memoriam of CNN+. Plus. Uh, well, Will, if uh, people want to find you, where do they do that? And uh, tell them where they can find History Rated R. Um. At Will, at Will Sterling underscore on Twitter and Instagram. History Rated R, wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple. Um, shout out to Dominica Saxon for saying something very positive and nice during my tirade. Thank you for saying that, Mr. Saxon, about same-sex couples adopting children. Yeah, he, uh, he said, uh, from what I've heard, a kid has a much less chance of a bad childhood with a same-sex couple than a straight couple. Let those couples have first choice. I mean, in all That's- honesty, I mean, the, the, to Will's point, it's like there are so many kids that especially older kids you're talking about kids with you know various uh, i i i know we shouldn't call them disabilities anymore but i'm not sure what i should i'm also unsure of the wording so yeah so but whatever it is you know kids that just you know need a need a little bit more love there are plenty of parents that are happy to do it and uh, standing in the way of that uh, never makes sense worried then we won't have any good music or movies like if everybody has good childhoods then like (laughs) well that's true We'll I just mean, go back to having Baroque music again and that weird dance where they clap and they Well, you know what I always say? If it ain't Baroque, don't fix happy, it. Healthy, and right that time. is why Uva the Scrimshaw <laughs> said B+. Plus. I will take a B+. Plus. That's a All great right. idea for the Black Cast. And uh, Jeff, people don't want to find you, but Will's going to find you. You guys are going to hang out. 
maybe uh maybe go to uh Fenway, go to the the Cask and Flagon. As long and... as I don't get murdered by Ken for revealing his secret identity. <laughs> I don't think you would get murdered. I mean, we don't know. If there was someone if there was someone he could have murdered, it was it was someone that we knew who once drank his water that had been in the freezer. Mm. And when he didn't murder her, uh I think that uh that, that we that's, know of. Um, that's a good point. Although she, I'm gonna her. I'm gonna die she, like the guy who made the car that ran on water. I'm just oh, gonna be like, I've been poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> Go outside. And uh, Farad Muhammad is probably right. I think developmental disabilities is a correct term. So thank you. Uh, thank yeah, you, I, I appreciate that. And you know, I wasn't trying to be insensitive. It's just I don't know what I didn't know what to. Call I didn't either. Moment. So yes, I so, appreciate the and, wisdom. Yeah, and of course you can subscribe to the Blackcast on your favorite podcast app. But subscribe to the Blackcast YouTube channel. And especially go back and watch Blackcast 485. Uh, and uh, we had a uh, 484 and 485. We had a lot to talk about. A lot of uh, just just life talk and fun and pictures of Liev. So that's worth it for yeah. 485 alone. And uh, there are more pictures of my bruising. So if you really <laughs> want to see it, you go find it there. We should make a make a slideshow of it with backed by like Green Day's time of your life, like an end of year I kind of summer thing. <laughs> but it's just pictures <laughs> of all your <laughs> fucked up. Oh, my God. That was right before St. Patrick's Day. So I always take some of the same pictures with my kids with like a like a shamrock shake and I make green pancakes. And oh, I had yeah. to like put things in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I love St. Patrick's Day, don't you? Look yeah, at these pancakes. Kind of what it was. Yeah, it was like l- lucky the Lucky Charms <laughs> leprechaun had given me a black eye. Is really what it, it would look like. It's like no, I'm, I'm Lucky fine. Charms. That's what happened. I fell. No, I fell down. I really did. What uh, happened when you were with Will? I fell. I fell. All these pirate eye coverings remind me to tell people to watch Our Flag Means Death. Oh yeah, especially because it relates back to the whole queer conversation. Okay. Just what is that? Me. You were telling I me about when I was out there. You said it was good. Uh, Our flag means death. It's a, a show on HBO Max with Taika Waititi and Riz oh, Darby yeah. about Steed Bonnet, the gentleman pirate, and Blackbeard. Excellent. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. I, and uh, um, all right. Well, Will, I said uh, I would have you done by eleven thirty. It's eleven twenty-nine. Right. So clearly, <laughs> I delivered. Um, thank you, and thanks to everybody. Uh, we will see you next time on the Blackcast. Oh wow! Wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a GI Jane joke. Keep my wife's name no joke out of fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay.